Welcome Travelers Blueprint community. I am Elliot Shibley and here with me indefinitely is the steadfast Robert Demena. Was that two? No, no, never mind. Steadfast. Thank you. All right. uh, So before we get into it, this week's, or well, the trivia answer to last week's question is the following. So if you put any of these, one or multiple uh, of these answers, we are going to consider that correct. So for the favorite bagel and cream cheese that Gary had mentioned in last week's episode, if you put absolute bagel, Russ and daughters, pastrami queen, cats, delicatessen, or juniors, you got it right. For the favorite slice of pizza, Gary had mentioned DeFaro's brother, DeFaro's, I'm sorry, DeFaro's in Brooklyn, Juliana's, Ellen, is it Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens? Yes. Yeah, or John's Pizza. So if you responded via email to last week's trivia question with any of those answers, you got it correct. And we will be selecting three people by random to supply uh, you with a traveler's blueprint sticker to slap on your travel bag, your backpack, your laptop, your water bottle. Yeah. Your water bottle, whatever it is you want to do with it. So, uh, so thank you for participating and we will be reaching out to three people shortly. And tune in to the end of this episode to find out what the trivia question for today's guests will be. Right. Speaking of today's guests, guests, um, they have bonded over making adventure videos and collectively they have biked over 300 miles together. And our conversation today honed in on their recent biking adventures and some of their walking ones uh, and why they do it, how they do it, and what is up next for them. So please welcome Luke and Chris of the Beard Brothers. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Luke and Chris, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. A friend of mine actually recommended you to Bob and myself. He is big into travel blogging and he sent me your link and he's like, you got to check these guys out. They're really cool. Um, And... Once I saw that you were called the Beard Brothers, I was like, all right, I don't need to do any more research. I like these guys. <laughs> and every winter, I mean, this is this is freshly shaved as of, I think, yesterday, last night. Yeah, what are you doing, man? You got to step it's, it up. It's, I have a nice jawline, as my wife tells me, so I, I oh. need to keep it trimmed. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every once in a while, every, every winter, Bob and I consider ourselves yeah. Beard Brothers. Welcome. Welcome to the Beard Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> there we <Thank> go. You. <laughs> Welcome. Let's, let's start maybe from the beginning. How did the Beard Brothers come to be? Well, it was to do with beards, weirdly enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a funny story about the beards because you mentioned the beards. Now, the reason we called the Beard Brothers is because we basically had a competition who would shave or who could keep growing their beard without shaving it for the longest. And it looks like Chris won. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you I'm actually very... shaved it. For, I can't remember who shaved it first. Well, yeah, I think well, we actually cut it. I did cut mine back, but then it. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a bit of a a strange thing because I actually got. I think I've got quite a nice jawline too, but you can never see it. So I I feel your pain. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys with your nice jawlines. My my head is like a ball. So it doesn't matter. So yeah. so the, the more I grow my beard out, the longer my face looks and the better it gets yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, part of my tactic hiding the face uh, <laughs> yeah. all, right. Yeah. all right 
Yep. So that's what we got over there. We on the left side of the screen, we got Bob and Luke hiding their face and mm -hmm. Chris and I with the nice jawlines. Yeah, the good looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so you have this beard competition and how does it yeah. snowball into you guys uh, touring the UK, right? Well, I, I think that we basically, Luke wanted to do a video. Uh, we wanted to do an adventure and I filmed a few in the past and Luke said he wanted to do one with me. And I was like, all right, let's just do one. So we did. And we just had beards at the time. And that's why I called ourselves the Beard Brothers with no real, uh, just, that's just what we call ourselves. And yeah, and then we just kept making more. Yeah. That was it. That was the basic, really. And um, but I did. I've done quite a few in the past, but separate to Beard Brothers. So it was kind of. It was. Well, it was something. I, I like the Beard Brothers. There's. Isn't there like a weird camaraderie between like you see a dude with a beard and you're like, yeah, like this guy. We can relate. Like there's like a like a thing that you have with other guys <laughs> that have beards. That, that people who the guys who don't have beards, they don't even and know girls, exists. girls that don't have girls, beards, girls you don't have, have no the idea. same. Yeah. But if I see a guy somewhere and he has a nice beard and you know I, I'm rocking the beard, I'm like, you know, we can connect. We have that like weird. That, that connection yeah. it's 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 a club it's, a it's club. like it's like when you're it's like when you're on a motorbike suddenly you're saying hello to all the people on a motorbike even though right if they're in a car right or people, yeah. people on boats always wave to each other yeah, yeah. like hey you have a yeah, boat exactly. i have a boat yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so where was your first trip as the beard brothers yeah mm -hmm. that was down in devon which is in the west country in southwest england okay and that's the north coast beautiful Beautiful route. What was it called, Luke? A lot of pressure. Uh, Exmouth, I think it's called Exmouth. It's like um, it's like a coastal yeah. walk that we did. Okay. And to well, be honest, that that was just a tester. We weren't really sure what we were going to do then, so we filmed it. Um, Chris isn't happy about it, but uh, <laughs> that it, it was the first time. It was the first time I'd ever edited a video. Okay. So for me, it was like learning my process of what to do. And I made lots of mistakes in those, that first <laughs> series, loads of mistakes. Uh, but I don't see it as mistakes. I see it as I learn a lot. Whereas Chris sees it as a mistake and he doesn't want it online. <laughs> it's, funny enough, I was over in the States at the time because we hadn't really launched anything. And Luke, Luke, uh, Luke sent me over the videos, which he just posted. And I was like, this needs so much work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know, I know my, name, my name's attached to it. So, well, uh, the beautiful thing about doing work from the beginning and learning along the way is that you can see your progress and <laughs> yeah, you, that, you have room to grow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, that's, that's Luke's philosophy, so that's, that's fine. <laughs> so I've, I've I will say our first few episodes were maybe not the best quality in terms of audio and, you know, structure, and then as we started to deal with it more, we're like, oh, all right, we can, we get better mm -hmm. and we continue to improve. Because if we didn't, yeah. that would probably be an issue. I think the important thing yeah. is to do something. If you do something, you can always do the next one better. Right, you know, right, right. The, That's sort of the philosophy we have. Like, just, just put it out there. <clears throat> just pump the world full of our voices <laughs> yes. and our thoughts. <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys been as the Beard Brothers? As, as the channel. Yeah. 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 Um, what's that about three years now? About three okay. years. Wow. So we, and because we don't release content regularly, which uh, we like, we're, our view, our subscribers know that at the moment. Um, so we, we, we haven't got a big array, but we've got 
a solid fan yeah. base, which is they they know well, us. And so we were talking a little bit before the episode. You guys still work full time jobs, and it's not like this right. is your career at the moment. This is not how you make a majority of your money. This is more of like a hobby and to share your adventures. Yeah, basically. I mean, if we could go full-time, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And it is actually, it could easily be a full-time job, yeah. easily. It's, it could be two yeah. full-time uh, jobs. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but but, but the world at large, uh, there's, there seems to be this transition phase where sometimes it's seen as if you're just doing YouTube stuff, you're just larking about. Yep. And you're, it's, it's not seen as seri- uh, like a, something which is, but actually being a creator. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people are finally recognizing it, that, it, that it is a full-time job. I mean, <clears throat> putting up, being on social media and constantly putting up content and engaging people, it's so time consuming. And the only way you really get ahead with these types of things is if you're constantly on there engaging people and you spend, you know, a nice chunk of your day, just as if you would at work um, on these platforms promoting yourself and and interacting with others yeah right so it is it does it takes it's so time consuming and that's why the the people who are most successful with these these types of things are the people who have the time to just you know be on there and work work on there essentially and credit where it's due the amount of work that these people must be putting in and it must be exhausting for them because like chris said we don't post that regularly but what we do is we we like to do we like to prefer to upload quality rather than quantity. So instead of just uploading regularly all the time, but maybe it being quality that we're not happy with, we'd rather just put something on less regularly, but then it'd be to be of a higher quality. The only problem with that, as you say, is that people who seem to get ahead in this kind of game are the ones that are posting regularly. So that's something we need to think about as creators. So we're, we are considering releasing our videos as episodes as well as a long film now, okay. just so that we can hit both people. Because I, I know there's people that just want to take 15 minutes out of their day to watch a quick video, but then there's people that would rather watch the full film. Right. And, and we, can, we can provide both. So I think moving forward, that's something we're thinking of doing. Okay. To, right. I think I at like the end idea. of the day, the more you put out there, the better it is. You know. So if, even if you do do that and you end up doubling down on the amount of videos that go out there yeah you're gonna just gonna hit a broader audience base the thing that you did really good you know that you already have down pat is getting that loyal fan base that's that's a big deal you know getting people who recognize you and are looking forward to hearing what you have to say and watching your adventures and are there for you and not for just content in general i think is is a really good thing yeah and we've got some really really good like like people that watch our video the people that comment are so nice and like I feel like we've got a little community and it sounds yeah. so che- cheesy to say that, but they, you know, it, it, everything's nice. We get really nice feedback um, and that obviously spurs you on. And I think we'd, we're quite happy to have less people, but keep that positive vibe and people that are actually genuinely interested rather than just having 10, 20,000 people and only 10% of them are actually interested. We'd rather right. just have a core base that are interested. I think that's more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to get into a little bit of your actual adventures and your preparation for them. Because you it seems like you've done a lot of biking trips. Is that right? Yeah. I bought an expensive yeah. bike. <laughs> <laughs> so I need it. Yeah, he hadn't, he hadn't even done a bike tour and he bought an expensive bike. <laughs> Not even a used one get. first? 
No. Just it was to wet your feet? No, it was. Oh, okay. It was, st- it was still expensive. Oh. <laughs> it must have been a really nice bike. It's, yeah. It was... it's a, it, Luke has got a top bike, <laughs> a very top bike. Yeah. All right. Well, because you're the purpose of, no, well, not the purpose of your trips, but your trips are all videoed in the intent of, with the intent of, you know, producing a video afterwards to share with your followers. So you have more gear and extra stuff to pack than the average biker on a, I don't know, 100 kilometer road trip. Oh, I guess you guys did more than that. How long was your, the trip from London to, uh, I forget where you stopped. Um, Brighton. Yes, Brighton. How long was that trip? Distance. I think, <laughs> I can't remember the exact distance. It was a stat at the end of the video and I created that graphic, so I should remember this. I think it was about three, 300 miles, was it, Chris? The whole trip? I think the route, yeah. It's usually a little bit more because obviously there's things, we have to sometimes cycle to and from places that aren't included in the video. Okay. Um, but it, must, it was over 300 miles that trip, I think. It was at least 200. Wow. Yep. Was it three or two? I can't remember, so. And is this the same trip? I saw a bunch of pictures uh, or videos of you hiking barefoot. One, why? And uh, did you start it on this trip? No, that's a different thing. That was the video I was referring to initially when we first started. That was the walking trip, Exmouth. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't done that for ages. That we haven't done it for okay. ages. I, I'm not that we don't take our shoes off, but we haven't done a, an official walking barefoot walking trip for. It was it was very Lord of the Rings esque. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Two dudes, just, you know, beards, just kind of, I don't think they had beards, but um, just walking through barefoot. You know, you know what I liked? I liked how you would put the, you were in like a creek. Um, I don't know if you call them creeks in, in London, but you would put them, you put the camera in. A, a cove. A cove is a the cove. word. A cove. Okay. A cove. Um, you put the camera underwater and then you would like walk through and you would like get like close up shots of your bare feet underwater. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a cool vantage point or yeah. viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I think that's the only bit. I think that's the only bit of the videos Chris liked, actually. <laughs> that's the only yeah. good bit. <laughs> don't watch the barefoot videos. And I didn't edit them, so please don't watch them. Well, so why did you decide to walk through the UK barefoot? I was going through uh, a little fad at the time. I don't know the fad is that I knew a few people who were going barefoot round about the neighbourhood and stuff like that. And I just said to Luke, "Let's do a barefoot adventure." And and I know after a certain period, your feet strengthen anyway. However, what I didn't realize is when you're on your feet for three days solid with a rucksack on, you need a couple of days at least to let your feet heal because you do actually get very sore. Um, but I know if you were to allow that period to happen, you know, there's people living like some Zululand forest right. down in barefoot the whole time. Yeah. It's like they've got amazing feet. And so that was kind of my philosophy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think still And true. I went from an office wearing cushioned, beautifully carpeted office floors, cushioned <laughs> shoes, to wearing a rucksack, barefoot, mm. trying to walk through rivers. Um, so, yeah, I didn't last as long. <laughs> no. no. Are you still, you're still wearing shoes now, though? At this current moment, I don't have anything on. I'm barefoot. Yeah, I'm actually barefoot right now, too. <laughs> There's really interesting information on the pygmies, who their foot has sort of evolved over the years because they they're obviously they don't have shoes or anything but they learned how to climb trees and they climb trees often and for honey and things like that and so they actually are losing their opposable big toe 
They have yeah, opposable big toes. I guess, I, no, I, or, or, wow. or they're they're starting to get one here. Hold on, let me. Uh, oh, we're doing research now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had an article on it, but they want me to pay for it, and uh, we, we don't like to pay for anything. No, I try to read articles without paying for them. So, knowledge lost, should be free. It says we lost an opposable big toe. Our ankles became stiffer, and our bones formed an arch that runs from our ankle to our toes. I don't know. Never mind. Disregard. But if we'll you, just cut if, this whole segment out. If you, if you do, if you Google their feet, they're really interesting looking, and they're almost like their toes have started to separate. And Are they, like do they look like chimps' feet? Chimps' feet? Not chimps' quite. feet? Not quite chimps' feet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very interesting side yeah, tangent. But no, but no, 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 but no, but it's totally true. And I know when I when I'm on the beach for a week and and I'm not wearing shoes, my feet feel amazing. So that was that was the philosophy, and I, I do know it toughens up. And it was a, after a period of doing that, I said to Luke, "Let's go on a walk." And because I was I was a bit tough and more toughened up than Luke at the time, uh, yeah. Luke, <laughs> so uh, Luke wasn't too happy with me. He's like, "Chris, it's right for you. You've had a week pre- preparation." And, well. and I don't think I, Luke, I don't think your office would have appreciated if you just walked around barefoot. <laughs> they are quite like they they let me get away with a lot you'd be amazed but no that i think that even that would have been just slightly too far <laughs> for uh <laughs> yeah i don't know if i don't know how i would like it if my coworkers walked around barefoot that'd be horrible it would be pretty horrible yeah. <laughs> so with with all of the gear that you took on that trip like how it sounded like you were camping overnight too right yeah, like you're not you weren't staying in hotels. How did you charge all of your equipment and stuff for videography and pictures? So on all the trips, it's been different because on that first one, we only had a little action cam. Um, we didn't really have like better equipment um, since then. So if, if we probably move on from the walking video, because the walking video, to be honest, was just me learning to edit. Um, I would say after that point, if we go from after that point, it kind of all ch- all changed yeah, yeah. a little bit. So we obviously on the bike trips, we always camp. They were a longer period. We're always wild camping. So we don't have electricity points. Um, So yeah, we did struggle to like the first trip. I think we had to stop more often at places to charge equipment. But now I have something called a power bank, which just happens out here. So it's a, for those who can't see, it's like a, like a power bank. Big portable battery. yeah, I think that's like 2,600 milliamps or something. Okay. So at night, when we go to sleep, I plug the camera and charge that, just try and charge as many batteries as we can at night, really, and then in the morning go again. So. Yeah. Well, I've seen I, – I always find it really interesting because I love uh, being in the outdoors, and I always had a an aspiration to live off the grid. It's still there, but, you know, clearly I'm not right now. Um but seeing all of these innovators create like wind battery things that are portable that you can just like attach to a tree and attach the other end to a tree and it just spins like a wind turbine or similarly you could just put it in a creek or a cove and it will you know spin and generate power or like backpacks that have solar panels on it so while you're hiking it can charge all of your equipment well I've looked into all of those things. Now, the, the expensive bike I mentioned earlier, Yeah, actually, I actually have a dynamo in the front wheel. Oh, very cool. So it can actually charge and generate electricity as we ride. The problem with that is it doesn't generate enough to power a battery for a camera. Okay. It's, it, it could trickle charge your mobile phone. 
So you might get your mobile phone up to 30, 40% if you leave it plugged in, turned off over the whole day. But mm-hmm. you're not, it doesn't generate enough that you're going to be able to survive on it. You're going to need extras. I don't think the technology is quite there. And I think that's the same with these ones that go, I've seen the ones that go in the rivers as well. Yeah. With the, um, that's okay if you've got all day to charge your camera. Yeah. But when you've got a timeline or you're trying to capture all the film or you need to move on to another location, you kind of have to get it back into the grid and, yeah. <laughs> and get your juice. <laughs> Well, I think the the dynamo idea is really interesting. Um, I mean, I would imagine you could get a larger or a heavier resistor. This is getting into electricity a little bit, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, everyone loves electricity. And if you had a bigger dynamo that had more resistor on it, you would just have to work harder to bike, but you'd get a bigger charge out of it. Luke doesn't want to try harder. <laughs> that that's <laughs> <laughs> what Chris is trying to say. There is, I already go slow enough. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to add any resistance to my bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, Chris should have it on his bike then. It's an excellent, excellent I'll, point. I'll have... Great point. <laughs> Fantastic point. But my my my, I would have to get a new bike um, and redo all, and I would be happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. Um, but we, we seem to survive okay with the battery pack and occasionally stopping at a cafe yeah. to charge things up. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no that's behind the scenes <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> was there there? Get a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so do you have plans um, for other bike trips, um, m- you know, maybe in the United States or other parts of Europe? Yeah, well, I, I always have plans. I want to cycle everywhere and make a video everywhere. Um, but then this my pesky job gets in the way yeah. um, what, what is that called a, a job job <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i we've just come back from europe we did our first beer brothers tour where we went from the uk to frankfurt in germany via holland um so that was a big one we're currently editing that one at the moment so that's in production as they say and we've literally last week just booked another trip as well for we're going to be the first ever beard brothers christmas tour is this like a new announcement so so where is the uh where is the first ever beard brothers christmas tour going to be oh you've got you you've got to work harder than that come on dad (laughs) 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 i I hear it's beautiful so where where is your starting point it's actually Portugal, our starting point. Okay. <laughs> just, just to confuse you. Just going, to confuse you. Just, yeah. a, just a frazzle. Yeah. Uh, no. no. Far, 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 far. It's, it's good. It's, it is comforting that Chris knows where we're going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, re- the reason is, is because when I booked the flight, I accidentally booked a flight to Fargo <laughs> and I got the wrong place. So it was fa- far, oh, Faro. Please, okay. please Faro, go to Faro. Because if I meet you any, yeah, if you no. go somewhere else, it's... <laughs> so Luke, are you? I was, I was, I was like, why is the price so expensive to fly to Fargo? Were, were you going to North Dakota, United States? Because that's yeah. where Fargo is. Yeah, that's where Chris <laughs> yeah, nearly yeah. booked his flight. <laughs> hey, that would have been a great bike ride too. Yeah, it would have been yeah, really it cold. Been fantastic, it's but... extremely cold this yeah. time of year. But so, Luke, are you the planner? Yeah. Are you the very detail-oriented planner, or at least more than more so than Chris? Yes. I would say in a word, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I like to be planned and organized. He likes to know okay. everything. Okay. I don't. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Elliot and I went to Peru uh, a few months ago, and I don't think Elliot had any idea what we were doing the entire time we were there until I told him when we were there. Yeah. And then I knew everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Just, just turn yeah. up, see what yeah. happens. Luke, Luke's dealt with it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so from, yeah. from Faro, uh, where are you biking to in Spain? Well, it's technically, the, our end point is technically not Spain. And we have to say this because it's quite a controversial thing to say it's Spain. It's actually a British territory. So it's, it's a little peninsula called Gibraltar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and it's off the coast of Spain. And Spain claims it's theirs, but it's actually a British uh, territory. Yeah. So they're, they're independent. Um, but yeah, so we're I, going there. I don't know if I ever knew that. No, I did not know that. I knew, I knew like the Rock of Gibraltar and the Strait of Gibraltar, but I did not know that Gibraltar was not Spain. No, it's it's Spain. It's not. It's not Spain. That's fascinating. But wait, so, but the Spanish will will say it's Spain. They claim it is, and they don't. They're not particularly happy about it. Some parts of Spain. I'm sure there's some Spanish people that just couldn't care less. Right. But I, I you know, I think it's quite a political hot potato, as they say. So. Um, well, and on the on the opposite side, it looks like that is also British. That ferry connection, that little peninsula off of uh, Tangier. Um, no, I think that goes to Morocco. If I'm right, I should know. See, my brother actually lives near there, so that's why um, I know the area quite well. So, are you talking about that peninsula called Ceuta? I yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but. No, I think that's Spanish. I think that'll be Spanish. I think that's the only British territory there, and that's why okay. it's so controversial, yeah. I think. But Yep, it is. So it is a Spanish autonomous city on the north coast of Africa. Hmm. Oh, I know which one you mean now. Yeah, there's a little part, which is, weirdly enough, that's part of Spain as yeah, well. Yeah, but it's yeah. not connected to Spain, and the closest part to Spain is actually British. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that a bit like, um, don't the, the US have something like that as a country? Well, we... We um, well, there's Alaska and Hawaii, who aren't which aren't connected to the United States. Those are part of the United States. They're actually states. But then we have like Puerto Rico is That's considered it. a United States territory. Yeah, and Guam. Yeah. And Guam, they're not states, but they they're under our law. They contribute to our elections, but they still operate with their own like with their own political political system. Um, it's yeah, it's odd. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. No, I don't fully understand so. it either. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Portugal via Spain to Gibraltar, which is technically Britain, is our next north. <laughs> That'll be cool. kind of like yeah. it's a nice way to kind of get three countries in, and yeah, and in some kind of way end up in Britain, even though yes. not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I did see. I mean, this is somewhat related, but I did see a graphic recently of all of the countries that Britain has not invaded or occupied. And there are like seven. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Can you, can, you, can you send me that list? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Maybe the Beer Brothers can finish Maybe. the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our our, our great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah it's pretty great. I mean, so what, what is your plan in, but, but, in uh, that tour? Now that it's a Christmas, a Beard Brothers Christmas well, special, right? Well, well, you you say Luke's, uh, well, Luke's super prepared, like you know, he likes to organize things. Luke's so organized, so organized, he's even learning Spanish. Wow, <laughs> not, but not Portuguese. Yeah, 
So uh... no, we we need to leave Portugal quite fast because my Portuguese <laughs> is awful. Okay, <laughs> I know to say thank you, and I think that's about it. So. All right, you'd think Portuguese and Spanish would be very similar, but they're not. No, annoyingly different. Yeah. They're not similar, no. I so uh, I think I think Spanish and Italian are closer than Spanish and Portuguese. Oh wow, that's true. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But well, my Spanish still isn't that great, so I'm not going to be speaking fluent Spanish on this video. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, when we went to Peru, the you know I the only reason I really brought Elliot is because he's fluent in Spanish, which helped. Oh, yeah, it helped tremendously. A great, yeah, a great ulterior motive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hey, it was that's <laughs> fine. Take me to every Spanish country you know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so how come you're fluent in Spanish? Did you grow up in somewhere where they speak Spanish and English? Or? Uh, my high school, well, my elementary school was decided to do a program and I was the first class to start Spanish in second grade. And so we learned Spanish from second grade and I ended up taking it through high school and college and did a trip to Costa Rica and a few other trips to different Spanish countries. And it's just stuck with me. Okay. I'm really jealous because oh. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's yeah, much I'm, difficult to learn a language when you get older. Totally. I'm trying to learn Italian now and it's very difficult. Yeah. It's just hard to retain. It is, and especially when you don't use it every day. Right. Right. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A tip that I heard, uh, Luke, would be, you know, for, for understanding a language would be to buy like children's comic books or like children's coloring books, actually. And and start doing it that way. Um, I bought a little game actually. Nice. <laughs> Is that like Clue? Like, yeah. But not not like the American version of Clue, where you know you're trying to find who no. killed who in the ballroom with the candlestick. It looks like no, it's this, like more like an Uno. Yeah, I, I wish it was Uno. I only realized the other day what, what Uno meant. The game. <laughs> it clicked. I realized it meant one. All this time yeah. I've been playing that game, and I was like. I'd never, I'd never worked out in my head that you say Uno because you have one card left, so yeah. it's Uno one. Did you know in uh, <laughs> in Mexico and Spain it's called one? No, really? Oh, no, really? I, really? I, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, very, very good, very good. I like that. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. So I am. I'm. I like to be uber prepared. I like to research everything, and then when we get there, all that research generally goes out the window yes that's that's basically <laughs> what happened when we got to that's peru true. yeah i don't think so man we stuck to it pretty Completely. well it, it flowed pretty well yeah no it was good yeah. you, you got to give credit where credit is due yeah thanks <laughs> well the one question i have is i mean it, it probably doesn't matter too much since you are guys and you're traveling together but some of your trips are longer than two or three days how how do you maintain hygiene just jump in a river. All right. What if there's no this, river? This is within just okay. <laughs> Those yeah. are your two options. Yeah, but sometimes I feel if you, I, I've noticed, I've been told this by a lady friend, is sometimes if you unwash for a few days, they, they like your scent. It's actually like it's quite primal. But then if you, if you were, uh, if you're always putting shampoo or like uh, whatever on it, it can, it can disrupt you. That's just, that's just my uh, super thing. But whenever we can jump in a river, I do. I love it. I love it. So yeah, uh, Luke, not so much. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> it can be. I'm getting it? used to it. I'm getting more used to it. But there is a point though on the tour, and you, you do have a very good point. Hygiene is important, especially when you're cycling, because 
Mm. There's certain areas which won't go into, mm. which obviously the ears. You know I mean, yeah, you, you know, it's going to get <laughs> if bacteria builds up in those areas, you do need to clean them fairly regularly, just just mm. because if you get rashes or rubbing and things like that, and then bacteria gets in, it's going to be bad. So, yeah, so true. there's there's a good reason to jump in the rivers, unfortunately, especially in the winter. Yes. It's yeah. difficult, but it is needed. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we do, and we do try and wear clean clothes as much as we can, and that's that's quite important. Um, I knew a guy who cycled uh, from all across the world, and he and he was just wearing the same clothes day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, and he just he just owned the fact that he stank. You know, like uh, synthetic materials doesn't bode well, and you think it's easy to wash, quick to dry, but he just was lazy. He well, he wasn't lazy. He was cycling all day, every day, but as a as far as hygiene was concerned, he was lazy. And so uh, he actually ended up having to have an operation down there because he got so much bacteria. So it is important just to, wow. just to, you don't have to be, you don't have, you don't have to be a saint, but you don't want to be the, the other end right, of the yeah. spectrum. Well, yeah. with, with clothing, yeah. uh, I imagine when you're on these trips, you don't want to pack too much. So do you try to pack lightly and wash the clothes or do you try to pack just more clothes that are lighter? <laughs> Stuff it in. <laughs> Stuff it in. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah. We 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 are not gram Nazis. We just if we need it, we take it. Yeah. And you'll figure it out That's, on the way. We mm-hmm. often take things that we don't use, but if we if we had needed it, we'd have been annoyed we didn't have it. It's kind mm-hmm. of one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um so I would say it's always better to pack overpack than underpack because especially if you're going to get cold at night, for instance. If you if you took a lighter sleeping bag just to save some grams. But you have a cold night's sleep. That's an awful night's sleep. That's just going to ruin you the whole of your day. So yeah. we think just carry a little bit more weight and have a good night's sleep than just just to be light. Like what's a few grams here and there, especially when you're on a bike tour. Yeah. Like your mm-hmm. bike's always going to be heavy. You're going to be putting mm-hmm. food on and off, and it's is what it is. Mm-hmm. And and then and then we then you carry a bike rock, which just weighs like the the weight of a bike. So like, what's the point? Oh, yeah, it, so, the but have you if you if you lifted our bike rocks up, they're so heavy. You think, well, what's the what, what would be the point in saving a few grams on like a lightweight T-shirt, you know, or something, something yeah, right, like that. Right. So, but but uh, we 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 are controversial on this because some people like you know like Mark Beaumont who cycled the world in eight days. Of course, he's gonna have well, yeah, team, but you'd have a light stuff. I understand that, and like, yeah, we're not too mm-hmm. concerned. We're we're not we're not trying to break any world records. Right. If yeah. you're going at a pace a more leisurely pace where you're not setting yourself up with a timeline or a deadline. And I would imagine that it's easier, not only on, on your back, like, but your, your general psyche, the trip probably goes much smoother when you can just go at your own pace and not have to worry about too many different things, yeah. including the weight of your pack. I think after a couple of days, I think it's about three days, you get used to whatever the weight of your bike is anyway. So even if it was three kilograms lighter or two kilograms lighter, you you'd have got used to it after three days generally on a bike tour the shock factor is always the first three days that's when Mm. that's when your muscles hurt the most if you can get past three days generally your body kind of gets used to it and then it just is what it is you don't even think about the weight after kind of two three days i don't think it's only those first few days that you actually notice everything because i think your body adapts yeah yeah all right have you guys seen uh you know you guys know who michael posner is the musician. Did you ever hear the song? Um, I took a pill in Ibiza just to, so Avicii thinks I was cool. 
No, he's, he's a bunch of pop songs and stuff. I, I'm just right. not cool enough to know <laughs> yeah. that. I do apologize. We're, we're, we're not cool. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's an American uh, pop musician. And he kind of just like got fed up with the whole Hollywood scene and just started walking across the United States. And he just finished. Right. So you have this like <clears throat> major artist, um, very famous artist in the United States who just who just decided to walk across the entire country. And it's just very cool. Um, I, you know, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I, I don't just, either. Well, 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 the thing is, if, if you're walking, it's different for lightweight stuff. Like, I understand it's on your back, but on bike time, because it's on your bike, it's not, it's not crushing your spine together anyway. Right. So I could, un- I could understand people going hiking with lightweight stuff. I can, like, when, okay, when I was yeah. in my period in the, yeah, I could, when I was in the army, we used to have to take our toothbrush in half. It's like, it was, but it was that much. But when bike touring, you're just like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter so much, in my view. And I know you go on YouTube and you see these people trying to sell you all these lightweight stuff. That's okay, but it's not it's not absolutely essential. Okay. What view. about what did you do about like the padding for your butt? Yeah, I have an issue. I know with that's that. I know that's something that a lot of bikers, especially long distance bikers, end up dealing with. Did you guys have the shorts with the padding built into them? Yeah. Yeah, I've got I I've got them. I don't I don't think it, in my view, I think once you get used to it, it doesn't matter too much anyway, okay. in my view, because you, you you just your body adapts. But I still wear padded okay. stuff. I don't think it makes much difference in my view as long as you've got an okay seat. Now, if you've seen our bike touring videos, I'm I changed my bike to being upright. Um, that bike was originally a lean over bike, but now I'm upright. It was it was some experiment I was trying, and I did find I needed a sprung seat when I went upright because it was just compressing my spine all the yeah. time. And I, over days and days and days, I was a bit like, oh, that that was more my spine than my bum. So. Uh, now I've got a new sprung seat. Gotcha. So there we go. Yeah. I, I've, my school of thought on the seats is, okay, and I've heard this loads of times, it doesn't matter how much cushioning you have, once your weight's on it, it's become compressed anyway. So you're still onto a hard surface anyway. So it's just about your backside getting used to it. It, it just honestly, it doesn't matter. You could put cushions and cushions and cushions. But once your weight compresses it, once things become compressed, it's a hard surface again, isn't it? Right. So and and then you're still going to get rubbing you're going to get so it's almost it's almost counterproductive in some ways because you're just going to flatten that padding anyway and it'll yeah, just especially become... if you're sitting on it for you know, yeah eight yeah. hours yeah but yeah but luke we can we can feel better about ourselves that we're wearing cycles yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i still wear them so i, I don't even listen i don't yeah, even listen so... to my own advice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the other items i wanted to ask is food uh, do you guys carry your own food, or do you stop somewhere to pick up food as you're cycling? Like, what's the what do you do? Bit of both. Yeah, both. Yeah. Bit of both. both. Yeah. We okay. supermarket, supermarket bread, cheese, and tomatoes, classic bike touring meal. Yeah. Then, and then some days might need to charge all our batteries up separate from you know just to charge the battery charger pad up. Stop at a cafe and might get some okay. food. But but because unless you're in the middle of the wilderness. You're always going to hit a shop, even when you're in the middle of Scotland. You're going to hit a shop eventually. Yeah. So we won't. We're not cycling across a desert yet. Yeah. So I think I've then, learned the hard way with that because I used to take emergency food in my panniers, and then I'd get to the end of the trip. I'd come home. I'd be emptying my panniers and my bags out, and I'd be like, "Oh, there's one kilogram of porridge that I've just carried around Europe for two weeks. Well, that was useless." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know you. <laughs> You talk about gram saving sometimes food is that thing because you eat it it's better just to buy it as you go sometimes rather than 
Um, and especially because of the way we do cycle touring, because we're filming all the time, we don't always have as much time to cook meals as well. So we, we love a quick kind of bread sandwich, something you don't have to cook, no washing up. Right. Eat it fast outside the supermarket or in a field, just and then carry on going. And all of your trips are on uh, paved roadways. You're not going off road. You're not going through the woods or anything like that, correct? Sometimes we do. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah sometimes okay. Um, we follow tracks, and sometimes they go a little bit off off the uh, off the roads, and I can be a bit hairy on a tour bike. <laughs> so, do you ever cook? Yeah, we cook on on tour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got a little. You got a little. What are those? Yeah, uh, the rocket stoves. Yeah. The um. Yeah, the MSR one. Well, I've got the little well, pocket rocket yeah. thing. Pocket rocket, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those things are kind of cool. I know a lot of people that do trail hiking, like the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail. They'll use those because they are tiny and efficient. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they boil yeah. water really fast. That's the thing we do do for me is we boil water boil. a lot because I love coffee. Ah, um, yeah. <laughs> I cut. Cheers. Uh, the, our our talk. <laughs> Our tour is based around Luke having a coffee. Hey, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would. If it were me, I'd be in the same position. I love coffee. I can't. I can't not have it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Cheers. That's the thing. Is, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I never drink the stuff, so I just sit there and twiddle my thumbs while Luke. It's, that's probably the biggest problem we have is that I'm always thinking how how can we get coffee into this, and Chris Chris, Chris is thinking. Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't see. I don't see coffee shops unless it's to charge a battery. Ah. So it's that's Luke. So yeah. I see yeah. coffee yeah. shops as um, like Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, well, I have. Well, I, I people watch when I'm in a coffee oh, yeah. shop, but when Luke's doing, it, and I just notice people like they coffee shop just like a magnet. Just people like oh, coffee shop, and then yeah. just walk in. It's like this this thing. They just which I don't have. To it. So I, I, the I most I, drank yeah. beverage in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's the second oh, yeah. largest commodity, traded commodity in the world behind oil. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, well, I didn't know. Yeah. No. I think between us, we probably we do go. about 20% of that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but, my, but my weakness is I do like chocolate. Uh, I love chocolate. This is my, I don't smoke, I don't drink, but I, I love chocolate. So um, this is my weakness, sugar. Now, are you a dark chocolate? This yep. total side tangent, but are you a dark chocolate fan or a milk chocolate? I actually, I actually prefer dark chocolate. I actually prefer dark chocolate, but I prefer I will. Okay. You, you know, it'd be a cool idea to bike through like Switzerland <laughs> or something and do like a chocolate bike tour where you you travel. <laughs> Too many mountains. That's, Too a, great, many that's mountains. a great idea. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, co- couple Perfect. of issues from Luke's side here. <laughs> uh, Elliot's covered one of them, the hills. Luke hates <laughs> yeah. hate Unless you're going down. Yeah. And the fact that we won't go do any cycling because Chris will just be constantly eating chocolate. We'll just, <laughs> <laughs> just slow yeah. down as he's gaining weight. Yeah, exactly. He'd, well, yeah. Yeah. well <laughs> I like that idea though. It yeah. is. Well, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good idea. But the problem is when you're on a tour with Luke and it's a hill, there's a, there's, yeah. He doesn't like it. Now, so. <laughs> now do, you, do you get angry? <laughs> just, just or, uh... Yeah, but I, I do sometimes feel like the hills are picking me out or singling me out. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like they're really trying to punish me as an individual sometimes. Well, maybe, <laughs> now, with, maybe with Chris weighed down by the chocolate, it wouldn't be so bad. There you go, even yeah. the playing field. Well, here, here is the funniest I, I... thing, actually. 
I think my bike weighs the most. Yeah, he's the fittest guy. So now, do do you guys train <laughs> at all? Like, are you are you in the gym? Do you take spin classes or do anything to sort of uh, beef your legs up a little bit for these these trips? Um, <laughs> I, I I'm quite an active guy anyway. I'm very active. So and I've cycled all my life and I do also run, swim, all sorts of stuff. Used to be a triathlete, so I I know fitness, but I don't train for it. I just thought, right, when's the date we can do it? Right, let's do it. So I don't think about it. But uh, Luke might be a different story. But that's <laughs> do I train for it? That's an interesting question. What? How do you define how train? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you could you know do, do spin classes or work your legs. You know, do squats. Something that helps you build your respiratory system, um, your cardiovascular system, and kind of gets your it, muscles you have to, prepared. You have to explain to Luke what a gym okay. is. Okay, yeah. all right. Is, all right. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, I've heard of this place, but I've never yeah. never really visited. <laughs> it could help. Maybe it's, not. It's a place where people go and spend hours a week expending energy to try to look better. Or be healthier. Or be healthier. No, I mean, yeah. I know for me, I only go to the gym so I can eat more. That's, a, that's one of the best things about working out is that you can just eat more calories. And still be a little healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do cycle to work generally. Oh. So, All right. I cycle. Oh, don't. So, <laughs> like you don't. No. No. Luke. Luke is active. He cycles to work and he plays football twice a week, so he is active. But um, but like a lot of my friends, they have this philosophy. Then they might go to the gym, but they they think is like, well, why don't you just go for a run outside? You know, this is this is the. But I understand there's two traits of thought on it. But I I like to go for. I like to go for a swim in the in the gym. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't live by the beach. Unfortunately, if if I did, I'd be in the sea all the time. By day, so <laughs> yeah. But but, so. but 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 Luke, Luke, Luke. Sometimes I do feel like if he trained a bit more, I wouldn't have to wait so much. But <laughs> it's okay because we're because we're not in a rush. We are not in a rush, and I know this. And and because we're filming, it's okay because. Sometimes while he's cycling, I can get the camera out, press record, you know, and get the right. footage. And you can get a good like, well, perspective you, of like your back going up the hill. You know, the slower he goes, well, the steadier his hand will be. Well, well, no, no, no. no. Chris is filming. I'm, I'm the one. I'm filming, and Luke's, Luke's coming up the hill, and uh, and then Luke's like, Chris, why, why is it always me coming up the hill? Yeah. I said, so okay, okay, I'll go downhill and come back up again. You know, Equal it out. <laughs> Have you guys considered getting so, like a little drone to follow you? Well, the thing, right, here's the thing with drones. A, you've got to more fly battery. them correct. Yeah, more batteries. Weight's not the issue because that's just more batteries. Just load them in. It's fine. But the, we've, we've wrestled with it. We, we used a drone on one of our videos because we happened to just randomly bump into this guy who flew drones for the BBC nature documentaries. He was just out practicing using his like, Ten thousand pound drone. Whoa! Twenty. I say twenty thousand pound drone. It was incredible, and mm. we just bumped into him on the, the side of the beach, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I'll film you going down this path if you like." So we've we got some drone footage in our videos, and we were, and it was nice. But then it's it's you have to look at drones and and think, are they worth what they give you? So like because you obviously you can't use the audio from a drone because no. you, all you can hear is the the noise of the drone yes so it's yeah. it's more like just a transition shot and then how how often are they used in a video usually for intros to give a bit of perspective 
And so you, generally it'll be a few seconds in a video and you'll have paid hundreds of dollars or thousands of some drones are thousands of dollars just for a few seconds. And so it's, it's a choice. We'd yeah. rather just make, make sure well, our, our cameras when, are when, better, I think. We're not, we're not against them, but we're yeah. not like, we, if we had, you know, yeah, if, if someone wants to give us a drone, that is not. A uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's what we say too. They were using, but there, yeah. there are some <laughs> drones out there. Like I think the new DJI uh, Mavic or I was looking they, at this last night. Yeah, they have a follow me where you can set the distance of how far away it is, and it has mm. AI that will track you, and you can do hand motions to have it come in front of you or around you. It could be. 10 feet away it can be 100 feet away and it, it just looks like it's it brings around the possibility of having a much more wide array of video it's a great tool it is a great tool mm. i just at the moment we because we need a new action cam as well so it's it's kind of between a drone and an action cam at the moment an action cam you can put it under the water you can oh yeah it, it's we, we, we will probably use one yeah. in the future. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I want to use a drone. There's a, new, there's a new DJI one that's just come out, actually, a really reasonably priced one. It comes out on in, in November, so this month. I think it's like $400. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's I reasonable. The, I have the DJI Spark, so it's a tiny drone. Right. It's, it's really good. It's really yeah. nice. It's perfect for traveling around, throwing in your carry-on bag, and uh, just make sure that your partner, whoever's actually – trying to oh yeah actually uploads the footage because we have a ton of drone footage from what a trip that we did in april that has yet to even be uploaded and posted so oh oh, that's this that's the story of that's the story of our lives it's like i understand we understand this is footage it's horrible it's horrible (laughs) i'm 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 gonna give it to you because i'm tired of sitting (laughs) on it yeah I'm currently going, well, we're currently going through 20 hours of footage off our last trip. So we've got, we've got 20 hours of 4K footage. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. It is a lot of work. I mean, keeping yeah. us back around to the beginning of the conversation, you know, as we're taking these trips, you guys are doing your biking trips. We'll, we'll take some trips. It, going through and, you know, trying to upload a full week or two week or months trip um, and then sorting through, finding, picking apart the best parts of the film, compiling them together so they flow correctly. It is. It's it's so time consuming for essentially what ends up being. I mean, in your case, longer videos, but in our case, sometimes five seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds to five yeah, minute totally. videos, and there's still so much effort involved. And you know that that just brings us full circle to how much behind the scenes work is actually involved in doing this type type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, huge, huge amounts. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. But it's nice to hear it from someone else because sometimes, you know, when people see the final product, like, oh, magic. Yeah, right. But it, it just came but, together. But you probably spent an hour. Yeah, it's, on oh, it. we just. Yeah. It's like we. It's, it's, well, yeah, as soon as we released the last one, the last video, the London to Brighton yeah. bike tour um, on Beat Brothers. Uh, as soon as it released, oh, when's the next one? <laughs> it was like, well. Come on, man! Give, give us a break! Give us a break! Well, you know, now you have to compete with Netflix, who uh, uploads an entire season and they get you <laughs> yeah, know, know. weeks worth of television. Well, yeah, there. I mean, yeah, yeah. granted, it's two guys working on something, and it's not a whole production team, right? right. Yeah, just like, yeah, just like yeah. Yeah. yeah, same. And here. You're still working full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Luke, Luke's the uh, Luke. Luke's the main um, at the moment, like the main editor. So he's is the footage on his computer, okay, and then. Um, yeah, and but then so Luke's really good. Luke's really good at it now, and he sent over to me, and I'll have a look. 
that's kind of yeah so we, yeah our kind of work procedure is i'll kind of do an edit send it to chris chris will have a look through it and then we'll we talk a lot on the phone and go through it and over and then he'll leave notes and we'll make changes and go back and forth you'd be amazed how how much back and forth there is between us we have a very similar system yeah uh, yeah la compiles them mm-hmm. and edits them sends them over to me i'll listen to the podcast make notes um for edits uh note like you know different talking points that we had to post on instagram and then it goes back to elliot and he essentially compiles it takes things out and then uh uploads it yeah it's funny it's very similar yeah. to what we do <laughs> well it's Is yeah it, go ahead well no I, I i i enjoy i really enjoy it but sometimes it's like right right uh, this evening right, i've got to do got to spend hours going through the edit you know it's just like i, I love it but you know it, it takes it it takes over your life at some point so when you, when you release the video like ah oh, a few yes. shots you know, so, and when's the next one? That's a, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what well, the next one to come out? Yeah. So, so I, so I missed that. You oh, out so, you said, so when's the next one? Yeah. Oh, the next. Yeah, as so, soon as you're done, all your fans are like, "All right, great. When's the other one?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, our next one coming out, which we're editing at the moment, is the Cambridge to Frankfurt. Yes. That's the next That'd one we're cool. editing. Um, we're pro- Yeah, that that will be cool. That one. Um, but we're probably going to film the next one in Portugal, Spain, and Gibraltar. Um before the next one okay. comes out just because we, we won't have time to edit it before we do the next trip yeah so this year has been a bit of a strange year for us because we've both had people in our family like our brothers and sisters have got married this year so it's yeah. been like we've just not really had time so it's kind of all crunched up at the end of the year it's just just mm. been the way it has has been really so yeah yeah we, we both we both had to write best man speeches yeah <laughs> so so uh yeah there was you know we just kept a bit, bit of time and I, I guess but, we should make it clear that you guys aren't actually brothers you're just friends we're yeah. just friends yeah <laughs> not brothers no, no, we are no blood relation yeah. no blood yeah. he's so keen to get that out there <laughs> it actually hurts a little bit how how keen he is to get that out there i am not related to that man whatsoever <laughs> no relation i i love i love luke so much i love you luke i love you like a brother so. yeah no we're not brothers i he has his own brother i'm my okay. own brother and in fact in fact my first bike tours i well my first bike tours i filmed were with my brother. Oh, okay. So my, my actual yeah. brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was not you, but that was not on your beard brothers, even though you were actual brothers. That's not me, but yeah, that was on that was on my brother's channel, and uh, then that's actually how Luke got involved with it. Yeah. Actually, and that's how we set up. This. His, cool. his brother's videos are fantastic cycle tour videos, um, like adventure videos. So it kind of got me. I was watching them, and I was like, oh, I want to do this as well, and. Um, in my head, I thought I'll just cycle around Europe on my own and make videos, you know, like you do in your kind of naivety. You think, yeah. oh, that's easy. Yeah, no problem. And then uh, after doing the first bike tour with Chris, I realized, okay, it actually involves work. Um, <laughs> but, so we've, we've kind of changed the model a little bit now. So it kind of involves both of us and we do shorter trips rather than spending our whole life on the road. Yeah, Perfect. I will. I will kind of equate uh, doing like vlog, travel vlogging, and podcasting as like the new friends' way of saying let's start a band. <laughs> oh, really? I don't, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. Yeah, it's becoming extremely popular. So <clears throat> we're getting we're getting close to like an hour here. What I would like Sorry. for you guys to do is. Uh, for our listeners who are completely unfamiliar with who you are and what you're doing, can you give us like a 
quick, like the cliff notes, like who are you? What, what can people expect to see if they follow you? Um, and, you know, just kind of a general uh, snippet of what you do. It's a loaded question. So <laughs> is it, is it? We, 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 at the car, so currently we ride our bikes and we film it. All right. That's, that is what we do. <laughs> that is what we that's do. A, <laughs> I can make that sound a little bit more exciting. Um, <laughs> In a nutshell, that's all we do, but there's true. a bit more to it than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're called the Beer Brothers. We travel to different locations on our bikes. We wild camp. We swim in rivers, cold, freezing rivers. We make fires to stay warm sometimes. We jump in the sea if it's warm. Well, I only jump in the sea when it's warm. And yeah, we just go on adventures. And the whole point of what we do, it's, it's about the journey. The destination isn't really important. It's just about telling that story of the characters you meet on the trip, uh, the things that you, you see. And we just like to give that to people. So we're really passionate about telling the story. Um, yeah. Now, in your videos, do you spend time talking to the camera or talking to people, your followers, like kind of like keeping them up to date on how you're yeah. feeling and, and what you're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we all, we all do talk to camera, but now we've got um, uh, a loyal following on Instagram okay. as well, which is at Beard Brothers UK. We, on our last tour, we were talking to them on the live on the trip. And that's the first time we've really done that. So we got like them, we do a thing in the evening where we do TED talk. And we, we had a few topics that they brought up and then we spoke about it in the tent and it was interacting with the fans. It was, it was very really fun. Cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah. So you do post your trips live as you're doing them and then have the post-production video as like the full recap. So we yeah. do, what you'll see on Instagram is things you probably won't see in the video. So okay. Because Instagram, it's throwaway. It'll be deleted in 24 hours, but it's just a nice way for people to know that we're still active. We're doing something. Um, it's almost like a reward for, like, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you're going to get something you're not going to get on YouTube because otherwise, what's the point? If you're just going to get the same content on Instagram that we produce on YouTube, it would kind of, we'd, yeah, it's supplemental. Know. It adds yeah, to exactly. It. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's less polished, but it's more fun. We more we take ourselves less seriously. We'll joke around, you know. Yeah. Oh, we more don't authentic. take ourselves that seriously. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither do we. <laughs> no, no. The less you stressed about it, the uh, the better your content ends up being. I think. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think if we when when we like right, what we're going to do today, we know roughly where we're going to go, but we try and think, oh, this might be interesting, you know. And we allow we allow a bit of time for that. So. That, that yeah, yeah we, that's quite an interesting point. So when we're planning a route, we know where we're going to end up. But sometimes, like, I think as we've gone further on into Beer Brothers, we don't even know the exact route we're going to take now because we just allow things to happen on the trip because they're the most interesting things. And if, you, if you've got in your head, oh, no, we have to go here now, sometimes you might miss an opportunity and, and something really cool and fun happens. And that's when like, exciting things happen. Right. That's, yeah. That's what I like about trips. Yeah. I mean, well, in your circumstance, I feel like you'll end up <clears throat> having a more authentic experience rather than like a scripted yeah, story. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And because I, like I've been, I've been on cycle tours before where you've got to do like 100 plus miles a day. And it's like, right, up at six, go, 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 lunch, up, go, 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 dinner, yeah. finished. Right. Great. They're great fun. Not against them. Love them. But you, you, you cycle past all sorts of stuff. They're all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff. So that's not us. 
Yeah. That's, that's certainly not so, me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But Luke, Luke's, Luke's never actually been on a bike tour that he hasn't filmed. So um, Luke doesn't know any different, which is great because he doesn't know what he's missing because not <laughs> filming a bike tour is actually great yeah. fun. I would imagine it's a lot easier. <laughs> so, so. I, it, I'll to- totally need to. Like, funny enough, when we, fin- when we finished Frankfurt, Last uh, this year, when we finished Frankfurt, Luke Luke went off, and uh, we split ways. Luke went back to England, and I carried on to Munich to meet my aunt and grandma. And so I had a week on my own, just cycling. I, I didn't even take a photo. I just it was brilliant. It's like oh, I didn't I didn't even set the camera. This is amazing. This is like <laughs> so much fun. What I think you guys should do, I think it would be awesome if you guys came to the United States and did like a right. bike tour across the U.S. So then Elliot and I can maybe like meet you for a portion of it and bike with the guys for a little bit. Oh, that'd be so fun. Think about it. Yeah, I'm up to go to the States. I love yeah. the States. Yeah, yeah what well, we think about yeah. that. They're actually yeah, building a bike trail that is going to take you from the East Coast to the West Coast. It's going to be a single trail that goes straight across. Yeah. Is that like a Route 66? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in the process yeah. of building yeah. it. They figured it out. They've mapped it out. They just have to, have to actually construct it. But it's going to be a right. coast-to-coast bike path. Yep. And it, it'll include wow. a lot of existing trails. They're just connecting them together. And then there'll be, so it's east to west bound or east to west primarily, but then there'll be a lot of north to south connector trails that will bring you to it. Mm. And cool. I think it, it goes from like DC to Seattle. Oh, to Seattle. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Luke, what, did you want to add something? Yeah. No, I was just saying that the, I was going to ask how many hills are on this route. And uh, <laughs> well, the, the United <laughs> States is very flat for the most part. It looks it on part. the map, yeah. <laughs> so, there are two primary mountain ranges. This is some geography on the east coast. You got your small range, which are the Appalachians, and they get to about 2,500 foot high, maybe 3,000 or 4,000 at its peak. And then you will have to cross the Rockies, and the Rockies have about 14,000 foot peaks. Can, can you go round? Mm, no, nope. actually, <laughs> you cannot go around at all. No, they, okay. the the Rockies extend all the way from Alaska to the southern tip of Chile. They're they're the same mountain range as the Andes. That yeah. is rather inconvenient. It is incredibly very, inconvenient yeah. for someone yeah. with hills on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but the Rail to Trail yeah. uh, Conservancy, most of those routes will probably be less than ten percent slopes. So you'll still have like probably ten mile climbs at an eight or 10% slope, which okay. is well, not easy. I've, I've come to accept that I can't avoid hills. Yeah. It's just part and parcel. <laughs> uh, and, and I've come to accept that the hill is always my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you you made it's the mountains. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> so essentially, Chris was involved in some kind of uh, city planning that I'm pretty sure he built these hills. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, I don't know. I don't, Bob, I assure, I'm sure you feel the same way, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like yeah, we've very much a lot about you guys and have formed a cool relationship. And I'm, I'm really excited to see your, your Cambridge to Frankfurt video. I'm excited to follow you guys as you're doing your Spain, even though it starts in Portugal and ends in the UK. And then I'm really excited to see your uh, Swedish chocolate tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Swedish or Swiss? Swiss chocolate. <laughs> Swiss, Swiss. Well, Swiss, Swiss. Swiss. Yeah, Swiss. Swiss. Sweden is yeah. uh, yeah. Norden. They have good chocolate too. Yeah. Yeah. They have the fish. Uh, Europe, Europe has yeah. great chocolate. Mm-hmm. Europe is. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'll do a so, coffee tour. 
through like Costa Rica. Well, well, I'm thinking uh, with me learning Spanish, I would like to do a Colombian tour. Yeah, we actually, we one of our, our very first podcasts, we interviewed a, a woman who rode her bike 900 miles um, through Argentina by herself. Oh, I'm sorry, was Chile. it Chile? Chile, Chile, by herself, 900 miles. Cool. Um, through the country of Chile. That was our very first podcast, actually, uh, over a year ago. What, what was her name? What, Lena Montopoli. Oh, nothing, no. no. Like, she just did it. She is kind of an adventure, adventurous person. She does a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, she did it on her own. She did like 30 miles a day. It took her about a month. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're always up for doing more tours, but the we've got to, we've got to we do about two a year. Yeah, okay. But if, any, if, if anyone wants the rich guy wants to pay us to do more, then you know, yeah. it's fine. But at the moment, that's that's all we can fit in <laughs> right, guys. At the well, right. thanks for coming on. Uh, the Bearded Bros, or is it the Bearded Brothers on YouTube? The Beard. We are the the Beard Brothers. We are the, the I Beard. Interrupting Chris. The yeah. Beard Brothers on YouTube and the Beard Brothers UK on Instagram. All right. Yes. Hey, thanks. All right. Well, actually, just to clarify that, so if you just search Beard Brothers on YouTube, you'll find us. And it's Beard Brothers UK on Instagram. Perfect. Okay. Right. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Thanks. So we need to come up with a cool name, I guess. I mean, we, Beard Brothers is already taken. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, as Chris mentioned, it is very limiting because now he wants to trim his beard, but he feels restricted. Right, right. Yeah. I loved it though. It was a great, it was an awesome conversation. It was cool uh, talking to somebody who's kind of in like a similar boat as far as creating travel content. content. Yeah. Travel content, releasing it out to people. So that was really neat because that's, I think the first time we've had a conversation like that. And that was the first time that we've had four people on the podcast from four separate locations. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've had, we've had a uh, jet setting family with, uh, and then they were just both on one camera. And then Honey Tripe was both on one camera. So right. this is the first time Luke and Chris were in a separate location. Right. Uh, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or suggestions on guests and whatnot. And if you'd be so kind, we'd love to receive a rating from you, either on yeah. iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Shoot us a rating on iTunes, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever Elliot just said. It, it goes a long way. It really does. Um, it helps us get noticed. Um, and we really appreciate it. So this week's trivia question. Are you ready? I'm ready. As mentioned in the episode, what are Chris and Luke's vices? They each have one. They each mentioned it. And uh, we want you to shoot us an email with the answers. So uh, we're looking forward to that. All right. Tune in next week to figure out what the answer is. Thanks for listening.